Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house. It's Monday, February 13th. This is The Gateway. I'm Wayne Pratt. Enrollment in government-funded Medicaid insurance has hit a record high in Missouri. That's in part because states were not allowed to kick people out during the pandemic. That changes soon. Missouri does not have the best track record in this area, um, which is why a lot of us are watching really carefully what the state is doing. In just a few minutes, St. Louis Public Radio's Sarah Fenton reports on what will happen to hundreds of thousands of Medicaid enrollees in Missouri this spring. Ameren is developing a cleanup plan for water contamination in parts of St. Charles. That's after federal regulators found the source of toxins. St. Louis Public Radio's Brittany Cordera reports. A toxic cleaning solvent called TCE was used over 10 years ago to clean heavy metal equipment at the Ameren Houston Road substation in St. Charles. Two toxic chemicals that are a byproduct of TCE were detected in the city's groundwater wells. Ben Washburn with the Environmental Protection Agency says Ameren is putting a barrier between the electrical power station and the groundwater, as well as taking steps that will further break up the toxins. EPA operates under the polluter pays principle. And what we believe is that those who are responsible for contamination are uh, liable for that cleanup. The EPA says groundwater can take years to clean up, but there are no signs of toxins in St. Charles drinking water. I'm Brittany Cordera, St. Louis Public Radio. Missouri is among several states supporting a federal lawsuit designed to outlaw the abortion pill in the U.S. The Missouri Independent reports the legal action claims the Food and Drug Administration did not have the authority to approve that pill in 2000. Missouri filed a brief in the case Friday. Roughly two dozen other states are also backing the lawsuit. The U.S. Justice Department says it's an unprecedented case, adding it has not found evidence of a court overriding the FDA and removing an approved drug from market. A ruling could come this month, appeals are expected, and the case could end up in the U.S. Supreme Court. Forward through Ferguson's outgoing director, David Dwight, says the organization will not succeed unless St. Louis gives more respect and funding to young people. St. Louis Public Radio's Jeremy Goodwin reports. Dwight has led Forward Through Ferguson since 2019. The nonprofit grew out of the Ferguson Commission, and it combats longstanding racial inequities. Dwight says he's approached business leaders who only wanted to use the name of Forward Through Ferguson, but not actually invest in what was happening. And so we've had uh, experiences where gifts or commitments were made to the organization that were later reneged on and removed from us. He says social justice organizations run by young people and by black leaders in particular struggle to receive the support they need from St. Louis businesses and nonprofits. Dwight was speaking on St. Louis on the Air. I'm Jeremy Goodwin, St. Louis Public Radio. Missouri Republicans are mulling over how former President Donald Trump could affect their chances in 2024. Trump's big victories in Missouri helped the GOP sweep statewide elections in 2016 and 2020. He could face a stiff challenge from Florida Governor Ron DeSantis during next year's presidential primary. U.S. Senator Josh Hawley will be up for re-election next year and says whoever gets the presidential nomination will do well in Missouri and help Republican candidates. I think that uh, people are going to be extremely motivated to get out and to send Joe Biden out of office. Hawley was speaking at this weekend's Missouri GOP Lincoln Days in Springfield. 
Missouri Republicans are also hoping to defend five statewide offices in 2024, including the governorship. Gas prices in the St. Louis region are down nearly five cents a gallon in the past week. GasBuddy's weekly survey of nearly 1,000 area stations shows the average is $3.11. That's up almost 10 cents a gallon compared to a month ago, but more than 15 cents lower than this time last year. GasBuddy says prices in the Metro East range from $3.13 a gallon to $3.59. They run from $3.08 to roughly $3.50 in the Quincy area. Prices are hovering around the $3.15 a gallon mark in the Rolla area. The celebration continues in Kansas City following the Chiefs' second Super Bowl victory in four years. Kansas City knocked off Philadelphia in the big game last night, 38-35. The celebration and victory parade will be Wednesday. Some schools in the area are canceling classes for that celebration. Chiefs fans in the St. Louis area have also marked the victory. They set off fireworks in several neighborhoods shortly after the game ended last night. A record 1.4 million people are enrolled in Missouri's Medicaid program, the government-funded health insurance for disabled and low-income people. That's in part because the state has been barred from kicking people out during the pandemic. That provision ends this spring. Some are worried that people who need coverage will lose their insurance. St. Louis Public Radio's Sarah Fenton reports. Naya Sumter calls herself a sickle cell warrior. People with the disease, which affects red blood cells, need to see doctors all the time. Before she enrolled in health insurance, her treatment racked up sky-high hospital bills. With sickle cell disease, that meant I was now responsible for um, affording to be able to get like transfusions and all of the other type of medicines that it takes to care. And so now I'm stuck on the hook for that, and my credit is literally like shot. Sickle cell can be tough on a patient's body, and it's a lot of work juggling doctors, insurance, and paperwork. That's especially true for people on Medicaid, like Sumter, who lives in St. Louis County. Sumter enrolled in Missouri's Medicaid program last year when the state expanded coverage to low-income adults. For someone like her, with costly medical bills, Medicaid can be a lifesaver. But in March, the state will begin reviewing Medicaid data, and in May, some recipients will once again need to submit renewal forms each year to keep their coverage. Regional Health Commission CEO Angela Fleming-Brown is worried people will fall off the rolls even if they're still eligible. Because many of uh, people that we find in the safety net population, uh, they tend to um, change addresses and phone numbers frequently. She says many people in the past have lost coverage during annual re-enrollment. Mail usually gets lost or they do not receive the redetermination forms uh, in order to respond. As a result, many don't receive mailed notices that their coverage is expiring. Some don't know they may need to submit information to the state to keep it. That includes Naya Sumter. I didn't realize I had to re-enroll every year if yeah. that's a thing. Is that a thing? She says she hasn't yet gotten any mail from the state about the need to renew coverage after the pandemic provisions end. I may get a few text messages, but it wasn't initially communicated that I needed to reapply every year. I thought once I applied, I was going to be okay. So I kind of disregarded the text messages about re-enrolling. Missouri's history of managing Medicaid patients worries Sheldon Weisgrau, vice president of health policy at the Missouri Foundation for Health. This year, many Missourians are on Medicaid for the first time because of the state's expansion. He says they aren't used to the annual renewal process. 
Missouri does not have a, the best track record in this area, um, which is why a lot of us are watching really carefully what the state is doing. In 2018 and 2019, more than 100,000 Medicaid recipients, many of them children, dropped off Missouri's program when state officials reviewed the Medicaid rules. And last year, the federal government needed to help the state make an improvement plan when it struggled to process applications for people who became eligible due to the state's expansion. Weisgrau says the program's expansion to more low-income adults means state officials are now faced with an unprecedented task. They've never had to do it at a point where the Medicaid program has this many people enrolled in it. I mean, we are far above the highest number of Medicaid beneficiaries than we've ever been in Missouri. However, the state has known this was coming for a long time. Kim Evans, the director of Missouri's Family Support Division, says the department's made changes since 2019. We don't want folks to panic. We're here to help. The agency has automated some of its systems to determine eligibility. For example, it can now use SNAP data and other information already on file to see someone's income and determine if a person still qualifies. Missouri has really uh, expanded the resources that we have, the external resources to verify information. This is the first time we'll be able to automate that. Evan says the best way to keep coverage is for patients to update their contact information at mydss.mo.gov renew and to pay attention to texts and mail from social services, even if it looks like spam. Missouri officials have said their certain Medicaid enrollment will drop during 2023, but less certain is how many of those people will still be eligible. I'm Sarah Fenton, St. Louis Public Radio. Our David Casares edited that report. The Gateway is a production of St. Louis Public Radio, a listener-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt. Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house.